0: I found my sea legs at the age of 18 months. My dad was a captain in the merchant navy, and home two or three months of the year was a small cabin on cargo ships with no one but my family for company. Um, Usually there were no other families on board. That privilege was reserved for the captain and the chief engineer. And home for the rest of the year was Mumbai, India, or as I like to still call it, Bombay, because that's what it was when I grew up. Um, My shipboard academic education was much enhanced by the real world experiences of traveling to many different cultures, experiencing cuisines, costumes, conversations globally. I have very fond memories of um, shopping for Hello Kitty stationery in Singapore, eating exotic fruit in Bangkok, walking the streets of Dubai, and simply soaking in the sights and sounds of cities the world over. Once, um, I think I was around nine years old, and we were entering an, a war-torn region of the world under the cloak of darkness. Our engines had been cut far from shore and we were being tugged in by boats. Um, our windows had been painted black to avoid light from leaking out. And even though we were a container ship and we were immune from, because we were carrying cargo for the region, we weren't allowed to go ashore, which is what we would do normally when cargo was being unloaded. So we were stuck on board. And the adults kept themselves entertained by playing cards, whereas for me, the only age-appropriate entertainment I had was a couple of VHS cassettes, one of which I watched over and over again, ABBA the movie. I love and listen to ABBA songs till today. (laughs) Kept me happy at a very scary time. So at the age of 16, that life lost its charm as friends became more important and schoolwork got tougher. And my dad was only too happy because the idea of his teenage daughter on board a ship with 26 sailors was not something he was too thrilled about. And so, living full time in India, and I quickly realized that I didn't fit into my country. I constantly challenged the social and cultural norms I was expected to live within. What do you mean I can't laugh loudly because I'm a woman? What is this expectation that I'm to go from my father's house to my husband's house without a life of my own? What do you mean I can't have a boyfriend? Because what'll people think was always the response. The expectation was I would be a wife and mother first, and if, if my husband permit, I could have a career on the side. And my parents were more progressive than most. So um, the spring of my last semester in college, I told my parents I wanted to move to the United States. Now they'd started to source a husband for me And since said prospective groom lived in California, they were amenable to making the trip. We got to California, I informed them I was not interested in the guy, but I wanted to live in the US. So we flew across the country to New Rochelle, New York, where they had extended family. And they set me up in college with a few semesters tuition in a small attic room, um, in a private home with a few months' rent, and for the very first time in August of 1994, at the age of 21, I found myself completely alone. Now, my mom had insisted on giving me a crash course in cooking before I left that summer, but I had no idea how to balance a checkbook, pay a bill, have a job, uh, or live like an adult, really. And so all I knew was as long as I put one foot in front of the other like the runner that I am, life would unfold for me. So I went to school one night a week, and I worked three jobs during the day. I remember taking uh, the bus from our sleepy little town to the last possible stop, walking to the subway station and taking the train into Midtown Manhattan to my restaurant job, get there by 9.30 in the morning, do the lunch shift, study during the break, do the dinner shift, walk back to Grand Central Station, take the very last train home to Take Rochelle, take, this, take the uh, taxi from the station to home. And I kept up that brutal pace, and I also worked at, um, as a barista long before Starbucks came along, and I also worked at a, a diner, Northway diner across the street from college. So there's a theme there, food, America, you know, Food Network, so. Anyway, I kept up this brutal pace for three years, making no friends except those that I worked with, and shying away from the Indian community because I had this strong desire to prove that I could do this on my own. Upon graduation, I landed a job with Morgan Stanley at the iconic Two World Trade Center. And what followed were two gorgeous years of learning the world of high finance, finally beginning to make friends, and settling into the fabric of life that I'd chosen to call my own. I quickly realized that finance wasn't for me, and so I applied to business schools in California because, let's face it, I'm from Bombay, India, and 90 degree weather is more my cup of tea. So I got accepted to Pepperdine, and that's where I I got got my MBA. Um, Upon graduation from from Pepperdine, I had planned to move to Hawaii. There was a running joke among a few friends that if I kept the pace I was keeping, I would end up back in India, in no time. (laughs) But the universe had other plans because I met my husband Jason the night of graduation. So his best friend and my best friend who were dating at the time um, asked if they could bring their friend Jason along and the pretext was that we were both rock climbers. Only later I realized it was a setup. Only thing difference is this time it worked. So Jason and I spent two months in Kauai and then moved into Camarillo in October of 2001. And around the same time, I started working as the fundraiser for the Alliance for the Arts, which was at the time the fundraising arm of the Thousand Oaks Civic Arts Plaza. My mom and dad were so excited that i found a nice boy, translation, he was a scientist, so they approved, that she immediately started to plan engagement parties for, me, for us. I had to reel them in for three years before we were finally ready to be married in 2004. Jason was my rock. Uh, He was steady ground under my shaky feet, and in many ways still is. You know, we um, bought a house, got married, had kids, but the idea of moving would still come up every now and then. Even after I got my citizenship and um, moved my parents to live 10 minutes across town from me, that idea didn't go away. In uh, 2013, I, started, I, I was asked to lead the fundraising efforts of the Camarillo Ranch Foundation. And in preparing for that role, I dug into and researched the life of Adolfo Camarillo, um, one of Ventura County's preeminent citizens who lived in the late 18, early 1900s. And in doing the research, I found Adolfo stood for four key priorities, faith, family, community, and philanthropy. And he truly embodied these principles. And the more I researched him, and the more I talked about him, the more I would get, I felt like this deep love for him and for what he stood for and what he did for our community. And I started to develop a sense of belonging and community and finally beginning to feel like I had roots. And it's only in preparation for sharing my story with you that I had this really tremendous realization. For 40-something years, I have traveled, seeked, and yearned to put down roots. And it took me flying 9,000 miles across the world to finally find my way home. And to put a tidy little bow on this story, the nonprofit that I started working for when I first became a resident of Ventura County merged with another and is now called TO Arts. And in May of 2017, they called me back to be their fundraiser. And so in every way possible, I am truly home. Thank you.